So I was thinking the other day, uh, I was actually just kind of scrolling through Twitter, and Donald Trump tweeted, um, I don't have the tweet right in front of me, but basically he said, Goofy Elizabeth Warren, sometimes known as Pocahontas, uh, used, or pretended to be a Native American to get into Harvard. This offends me. And, And it's stuff like that. The attack dog, the whole Trump isn't afraid to call out people like Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton. When he's attacking the people I don't like, I really, really like Donald Trump a lot. And if I was one of these people that's on the fence, like, I just don't know if I can vote for Trump. Maybe I'll vote for Trump. It When I see a tweet like that or when I see him say something like that, it really makes me want to say, you know what? I really love Donald Trump. I really do. Like, it's really... He's just really entertaining. And I really understand why he has the followers that he has. And why he has the people uh, that support him that are, you know, really tired of government. And they want somebody that's not afraid to say what needs to be said. And I, I think Donald Trump does that to some extent. Or at least in some situations. Uh, the ones with Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren really stick out to me though because he's really saying what needs to be said and doing it in a yes a a politically incorrect way that makes me kind of admire the guts it takes for somebody to do that because Ted Cruz would not say that Ted Cruz would not call Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas because he couldn't get away with it and Donald Trump as he's proven he's able to get away with anything and so this is just kind of a you know just a step uh, just a little bit further down the road for Donald Trump, whereas for Ted Cruz, it would just be, you know, stepping in front of a train. He would just get knocked out of the scene. And so, for those sorts of reasons, for the, for his attitude, for all those things, I like to think, man, if it, if it was any other situation, I would support Donald Trump. Like, if he was running for something not president, or if he was just trying to become a national influencer, I would be like, I get it. Donald Trump's really entertaining and he says what needs to be said. But on the other hand, uh, he has a bad habit of attacking just anybody he doesn't like and that includes conservatives that would be helpful to him and it includes anybody that doesn't agree with him 100%. I think he's a bad man. I think he's a very vindictive man, to say the least. But I do think that he is... Um, when he's attacking uh, the Democrats and when he's attacking the other side is really just appealing really enjoyable to watch so that's my opinion of Donald Trump what I, my conclusion I came to was I really want to vote for Donald Trump I really want to say you know what never Hillary Hillary's terrible I can't let her just stroll into the White House so I'm going to Uh, just all out support Donald Trump. I really want to say that, but I've come to realize that um, as tempting as that is, and as you know, appeasing as that is, or appealing, not appeasing, appealing, appealing as it is, uh, it's still not the right position to take. And it's still not, uh, there's still no way that I as a conservative can support Donald Trump because I'm not 100% convinced that he will be better than Hillary. I said this before. I, I'm, I'm going a little bit longer than I thought I would, but I've said it before. I think that Hillary's definitely worse than Donald Trump, but I think 
McDonald's more dangerous than Hillary. In that, with a Republican Congress, he'll be able to get a lot done. Uh, and Republicans will just kind of go along with it because he's their president and he's their nominee. And they'll just go along with whatever he says. Whereas if it was Hillary, the Republicans would do everything they could to stop her. Even if they're proposing the same thing. So I think a Donald Trump presidency is a much more dangerous presidency than Hillary Clinton. And that's the reason is that as much as I want to say stop Hillary, vote for Trump, I cannot say it. I still stand by my opinion of never Trump. Like, do you have anything to say regarding that or any well, sorts of Here's my commentary? thoughts on it. Um, I agree with you that if I didn't think through issues... If I didn't really have a stance, or yeah. if I'd been, you know, just just on the surface looking I just at have, it, yeah, I might could see how I would uh, want to vote for Donald Trump, or how I would vote for Donald Trump. But you know, I have I've thought through the issues. I you, mean, you, I know what I believe, and you have clear positions on the issues, right, and so, you have values and principles. Yeah. So that being said, I can't. And those are the reasons we can't vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, when people say, like, you're voting for Hillary if you're not voting for Donald. No, we have the exact same issues with both the candidates. Exactly. You know? And so, um, yeah, go ahead. Like I said, if, if I could see how if you weren't uh, just politically... If you were a casual blind, observer. Right, you just, you just you know, you vote, you start paying attention in October mm. to elections and stuff. I could see how you would vote for Donald Trump. Or if, I could see if you just, all you did was... Uh, you know, listen to a little bit of talk radio or whatever. You can yeah. see how you would not know how terrible Donald Trump is as a human being. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I've I've thought through the issues and I know what I believe, and I don't. I mean, at this point, I don't have a candidate because uh, uh, one of our topics today we're going to talk about how how the Libertarian Party has decided uh, to nominate Gary Johnson. They they made. I guess from a libertarian standpoint, they made a... I think it was the safe decision for The them. safe decision because they picked the one person with government experience. Right. But they also made the extremely foolish position of they're not going to win any of the Never Trump Ted Cruz voters. The problem is they've become... They've decided with Gary Johnson at the head of the party that, that they're the weed party. Yeah. That's the decision. We can talk about that a little bit later, but right. yeah, as it stands right now, uh, this Glover uh, band here does not have a candidate that we can support. So um, we'll be on the lookout. I'm sure there'll be something come up, or some candidate, even if it's not super major. It'll be somebody you can vote for right. with a clear conscience. I mean, I'm sure the Constitution Party guy is going to be decent. Yeah, I think I mean, the uh, founder of the Constitution Party, or one of the founders of the Constitution Party, is actually running for him uh, this time. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't remember his name. I haven't looked at. I've only looked at Libertarian as far as third parties. I haven't invested. Um, we can do that on a future show. We can investigate yeah. the other uh, parties' the other, candidates. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's one of those things where. Uh, like you said, I'd I'd love if Donald Trump was like if he was principled, he believed what he said, and uh, you know he would be a great president, you know, and he if he was going to do what he would say. But you know he's had every position on every issue, so it's hard to really know. Uh, yeah, well, like anytime anybody says, "Oh, Donald Trump said this," I'll always respond with, "Yeah, but he's a liar." So 
Right. It doesn't matter. And I mean, honestly, you've got to think he—he's at his best behavior right now. He's trying to get elected. He's trying to win conservatives right now. Right. And, and even know, then, he can't—he can't stick to it. Like I think we'll talk about this a little bit later. But when he came out with his list of Supreme Court nominees, um, we're like, "Well, that's a good list." And then, like within hours, he was like, "Well, well not, that's not the complete list. We're gonna add to the list." And then add, subtract. Yeah, we're gonna add, subtract. We're gonna change the list. And then he said, "Well, then we'll probably take some of these people off the list too." I, I mean, not all of them are gonna be the people I would nominate. And so he—he's just. At the very best, he's inconsistent. But, I mean, everything... Um, if you, you just got to think about what he said about all his positions. That they're starting points for bills. Yeah, that's what he said about the Supreme Court as well. And for somebody that's voting just... There's a lot of people that are voting to say, you know what? Some cr- Supreme Court's important, so we can't nominate... Or we can't elect Hillary. We can't elect Hillary into the White House. Because of how important the Supreme Court is. I was actually planning on talking about this later. But Donald Trump... Because everything is a negotiation, and this is his negotiation point. And it's not a big deal to him. No, yeah. If you think he cares about the Constitution or cares about the Supreme Court, Supreme Court, anybody, you're, you're delusional. You're you're fooling yourself. Right. It doesn't make any sense at all that he would support conservatives for the Supreme Court because he doesn't believe conservative values. He doesn't buy into it. He only buys into being a Republican and as far as he's going to build a wall. That's right. that's his entire... He's basically appeal. a Pat Buchanan, Herbert Hoover Republican. Yeah, and I mean, that's even generous. He's. <laughs> I mean, as far as like uh, the things that he believes that are Republican, that's, that's who he would model himself after. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. So, I mean... It's a difficult position, and I can I can I can say that uh, if you say, "Hey, I'm voting for Trump because I, I just don't think we can survive Hillary," that's I know res- Trump is terrible. That's respectable. I right, yeah. I understand that. But if you say, you know, Trump's not that bad, he'll be okay. Uh, you know, he'll probably you know we'll, we'll be able to make him you know steer we'll in the right able, direction. You know, yeah, he's gonna, he he'll be a good president. He'll negotiate with us, and we'll we'll influence him, and he'll. You know, he'll be good for us. Right. If that's your... That's not going to happen. No. Yeah, that's... um, I've heard other people say the Rick Perry position is not a good position. The Bobby Jindal position of, you know, I'm going to vote for him, but I don't want to, and he's terrible, but he's our only choice. I can understand that. But the Rick Perry, I'll do anything I can to help him get elected. I'll be his VP, whatever. Right. And it turns out that's kind of the Marco Rubio position now. Yeah. Or at least he's shifting that direction. Right. My thing is, how is it that Mitt Romney, the guy that we're supposed to... Mr. Establishment, Mr. Guy that, uh, you know, he's the one we don't like. Because, you know, they put Mitt Romney up last time. We didn't like him. How is he the one who's got the most principle? You know, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I would. I agree with everything that Mitt Romney said. I, mean, I know no, I don't. I don't yeah. agree with everything Mitt Romney I mean, he, he, he invented uh, Obamacare. But I'm going to be honest. I think Mitt Romney would have been an excellent president. Yeah, I don't I don't think he would have been a terrible president. I, I think there were better choices. There were, but I, I honestly think, just 
thinking about the way he's handled this and his character in general, I really think he would have been he's, an excellent president. Like, I think he would have been better than uh, either of the Bushes. Yeah. He may not have been the same as... Uh, he, he, he wouldn't have been Ronald Reagan. No, but... But, he you know, I think, I think he would have been... He's an honorable person. He's proven that. I think he would have been good for the country. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially compared to the destruction Obama's done to the country, we couldn't... I mean, right. there's no way you couldn't have voted for Romney last time around. Right. So, I mean... And I think this time, Jeb Bush is also showing... I don't know if he'd be a good president or not, but he's showing that he has character and that he's not going to bow down to Trump. Is or the all the Bushes are I, saying I, I understand the position of we need, we need to shake up politics, we need... We need to Absolutely. do different things. Absolutely. But I also, I think we've got to... I think there's there's something to be said for the men of character and the men of honor and the men that... Uh, there's a way to do it and be a decent person still. I was listening to some old Ronald Reagan speeches, and he was an outsider and outside the box. But you know yeah. what? He was a great speaker, and he was very intelligent, knew what he was doing, knew what yeah. he was talking about. He sounded like a statesman, not just like a... Yeah. And that that's it it makes me mad when people say, Well, Donald Trump, you know, people didn't like Reagan when he was when he was, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, but they but didn't Reagan was the leader of the conservative movement. Yeah, they years. didn't dislike Reagan because he he they disliked him because he's an outsider, not because he was a terrible person or right. he, Reagan was he was super articulate, knew what he was talking about, knew what he meant. He was the voice of conservatism, and he was the voice of conservatism for a generation. Donald Trump is not the voice of conservatism. He's a, he's only the voice of Donald Trump. He's the voice of nationalist populist, and that's it. Yeah, and he's, I mean, I don't even think all nationalists and populists like him, because he's not consistent on a lot of those things. I think he's just the voice... I understand that national populist is his demographic. Those are the people he's going for. But at the same time, I don't think he believes anything, really. No. I think he believes in Trump and that's and Trump alone, you know? I alone can solve. Right. Um, so there you have it. That's, that's kind of our opinion on Trump right now. And we've gone a couple weeks without really talking about Trump too much. So I think yeah. we, we deserve this. <laughs> Alright, so what's our first topic? Well, or I saw... second topic, I guess. Yeah, topic. I guess that was kind of a first topic. We can talk about the Libertarian Party a little bit more if you wish. Alright, Gary so, Johnson's official yeah, on the second ballot. One on the second ballot. Uh, he's the official candidate for the Libertarian Party. And like you said, this is their statement of, hey, we're going to be the weed party, and that's it. Right, they, they didn't... I mean, they didn't have a lot of good candidates. I'll say that. No, yeah, but they if didn't. the if the party really wanted to get mainstreamed and they wanted to bring in a bunch of disaffected conservative Republicans, the ones who feel betrayed by Donald Trump, they would have nominated they Peterson. Yeah, they would have nominated Peterson. Peterson has crossover appeal for conservatives. Right. Gary Johnson has zero crossover appeal for conservatives. There's not. I don't think there's any Never Trumpers that will be like, okay, I'll get behind Gary Johnson. Right. Because Gary Johnson is, he's not a good candidate. He's a weed candidate. He's, you know. Weird. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not like the most, he has governing experience. Right. He's got that going for him, but that's it. Yeah, all, all, his whole thing is But he's a little, he's just kooky. Yeah. And, I don't know. And I'm not even, I'm even, I'm okay with having the discussion about 
drug legalization and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I realized that, you know, hey, you know, things things change and, you know, at some point, you know, are we doing what, what they did in the Prohibition era? Is that something we need to think about? You know, is there is there something there we can do or yeah, change or something like that? It's fine to have the discussion. Yeah, sure. I, but I don't... But the Libertarians, you know, going with Johnson is to basically... You know, we're for legalizing everything, and that's, that's yeah. That's not just marijuana legalization; it's it's uh, legalize everything, right? Except for uh, following your conscience, that will be illegal under a Johnson right uh, administration. So he he's gonna scare away any cruise voters that might have said maybe I'll vote Libertarian. Right. He might win Bernie voters, disaffected Bernie voters, but that's not enough. I don't think there's a big I think there are a lot of disaffected Bernie voters. They're a little more decided just not to vote. They're much more like they're mostly millennials who weren't going to vote anyways. Right. And then they're probably just not going to vote. They're probably not going to vote at all. They're not going to vote for Gary Johnson. No. Um, more than likely, there's a few hardcore weed people that will. Right. But they might have voted for him anyways. Yeah. So he's probably more of the, in the if there were hardcore weed people, he was probably already on their radar. Yeah. So I don't. I think the Libertarian Party made a mistake. I don't think that as a party they're very forward thinking. Oh no. They're just like. I don't know why they would choose Gary Johnson if they were opportunistic. If they're political and opportunistic, they would say, "Well, let's nominate Peterson this time because he's going to bring in a lot of new people to the party." Yeah, I mean, and without diluting their party, he Peterson is as strong a Libertarian as there is. The only point of disagreement with the other candidates is um, is that he's pro-life. Right. That's the only disagreement. And he's not even Christian pro-life. He's an agnostic. He's not even, like, libertarians kind of shy away from the religion. And he's not even religious right. He's just agnostic that believes in life at conception, so he's pro-life. Right. I just think they're making a huge mistake. I don't think they're very... Uh, conscience of what's going on outside of their own party. They're not. They like being the outsiders. They like being the weirdos. They like being exclusive. Right. They don't. They, I think they really just don't want new people. <laughs> like they don't. They don't want to have a bigger tent with people that, that might have a couple different issues. Like when uh, Austin Peterson was on Glenn Beck. I know that Glenn Beck said a lot of my listeners don't like having you on because they don't like libertarians. And Austin Peterson said, "Yeah, a lot of libertarians." are super shocked and offended that I would come on the Glenn Beck show. You know, because the the libertarians and conservatives, they have a lot of common ground, then they also have a lot of points of disagreement that they're just going to fight over. And so, I don't know, it's just not the best. Well, so the libertarians don't want a big tent party. No, they don't. They don't. Oh. That's. I mean, they won't get one because they nominated Gary Johnson. So that's that's the end. Yeah, they're being very. Uh, what's the word? Exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. I was thinking of a different word, but exclusive works well for me. Yeah. So there you have it, Libertarian Party. Uh, in our estimation, you're making a mistake. Yeah. Could have done better. You could have got. You probably could have got on the and main I'm not, stage. Yeah. Mainstream. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not saying I would have voted for Peterson. I was probably leaning towards not voting for Peterson. I probably would have. 
I mean, if it came down to it and there was no other conservative or anything like that, or there was no other person I could vote for, I might have. If it was, if I got to choose between the three and just the three, then yeah, Peterson. But I was kind of leaning away from it because he's not, he's, he's really strong libertarian on, he's very open borders, he doesn't understand why you wouldn't be open borders, and he's very, um, I don't know. He's very legalized everything. Still, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of points of disagreement. But I also think that as president, he wouldn't do anything. Like he would just be very ineffective. Right. It's for on a lot of those things. Economically, well, he could probably do stuff. Everything he says, like he's the Libertarian Party uh, slogan machine. Like as president, I can't really do anything. But I would ask Congress to do this. So right. he's not going to overstep his presidential bounds. So he'll just sit in office. For four years, and you know, wouldn't do much. Gary Johnson me. could do a lot because he's he's got a lot of things that the Democrats will help him out on. I think. Oh yeah. I think Gary Johnson is more dangerous than. Uh, well, I mean, Gary Johnson. He's more dangerous a, than Peterson. Gary Johnson is a physically conservative Democrat. Essentially. Yeah, I think that's true. And that's kind of the Libertarian Party's thing. They're fiscally conservative and socially liberal, typically. Um, and But you're right. I think he, Johnson is almost completely a Democrat except for fiscal policy. Right. And um, I think foreign policy. Yeah, foreign He's, he's a Libertarians, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> he's Bernie Sanders on foreign policy. You're right. Libertarians always have a very... Isolationist foreign policy. Yeah, which I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly isolationist. I'm idealistically isolationist, but pragmatically and practically, I don't see isolationism happening. Right. I'm not a. I'm not hardcore on it. Because you, you gotta understand, there's like you can't say, well, we're gonna leave the Middle East, and then the terrorists are never gonna come over here. Yeah, that's. Oh, they're, they're, they still want to kill us in the way. Yeah, I mean they they. It's it's yeah. You you have to buy into the whole thing. Well, they're only killing us because we're over there. Yeah, and, and that's know, not we're stealing true. Stealing their oil and all that kind of stuff. They don't care about that. Yeah, that's that's the argument of that's the Rand Paul argument of. Well, if we didn't get over there in the first place, then we wouldn't have an issue. Right. And I think. And I agree there's, with there's, some of that. There's partial truth to it. I think if we didn't go over there in the first place, then we would have. Maybe less issues. Well, yeah. But if, I don't if think we didn't go over the first place, you know, I mean, we, we, Saddam Hussein would still be there and we wouldn't have ISIS. Sure. That's true. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean. Or even going further back, if we never armed um, Osama bin Laden against Russia, then they probably wouldn't have turned those against us. But they didn't turn them against us because we meddled in their affairs. It was turned against us because they hate America and right. Western society. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's a, libertarian isolationism is naive, at best. That's, that's my opinion as well. It's naive, and it's... So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, so, libertarians... Oh, well. We thought we could count on you, but... No, we I didn't, didn't think really so. think... <laughs> we didn't really think that. We, we had hoped, but we didn't really think so. So, um... Now... What was the second topic we were going to talk about? We could talk about Obama going to Japan and Vietnam. The last leg of his uh, farewell apology tour. Right. Sorry, America is better than you. 
Sorry we ended World War II. So, sorry we saved hundreds of thousands of lives by ending World War II early. Yeah. Um, that was sorry. our bad. Yeah. Because it's not like we started it or anything, but you know. but we ended it. So. Sorry. Yeah, I think, I just think, and the same thing in Vietnam. He goes and apologizes for the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um. He's like, uh, we should have let the communists win to begin with. I'm sorry. Right. I think I think it just it is the same as the Obama and Cuba thing. I think yeah. it just really shows that Obama. He's just Barack Obama is just an incredible, incredibly weak president. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't believe in America. He doesn't. He doesn't believe in America. He, he doesn't believe in our founding ideas. Yeah, he apologizes for everything. He he doesn't stand with. He thinks that if we weren't around. And everything will be so much better because we're so powerful and we've got so much money that we're keeping everybody else down. Yeah, I, he's incredibly weak. Other people see it. Other nations. There's not a nation that goes that's out there that's like, I really like Barack Obama. I don't yeah. think any of them do. I think they're all just like, this guy's kind of a, you know. Douche. Yeah, well, he's just weak. He's just, yeah. there's nothing about him that's like, you know what? I respect. I don't think he has the respect of any nations. Oh no, he has no. I think he's very much hurt the United States credibility oh, overseas. Yeah. I think he's almost destroyed it yeah. single-handedly. He people thought they didn't like us after Bush. They really don't like us after. Obama. Yeah, at least Bush was just. At least he. At least they know, thought Bush would nuke him if they did something wrong. Yeah, at least. <laughs> well, really, at least he, he portrayed strength. Even if they might have thought he was dumb, even if they had all these opinions about him, at least he seemed strong, right? And like a competent leader in some ways, right? But so. Barack Obama is neither competent nor strong. Oh uh, well. And so, well, I mean, just a few more months of him, right? And then we'll go on to somebody who may be even less pal- palatable. Yeah. I either mean, way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not decided on whether Trump would be. I won't demand respect. And I don't think he'll put off strength either in that he, everything's negotiable and he wants to, you know, he, he wants to negotiate everything. Right. I don't think that's a strong position to come from. Yeah. I, I, and Hillary Clinton, we know what a disaster she just wants money. she'll be. I mean, <laughs> she just wants money. She'll sell her emails to Russia for money. So. Right. I don't think oh, well. we can trust her. I don't think we can trust either of them. That's the thing. Neither of them are trustworthy as president to protect the United States. Oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. But uh, neither is Obama, and we've dealt with him for eight years, so... Yeah, but you, you just never know what's coming around the corner there, so... Mm-hmm. But... It's all good. Is it? <laughs> yeah. We'll um, make it. Yeah, maybe. we will. Um... What's our last topic here? I'm not. I don't. I just don't like talking about Obama. He makes me mad. Yeah, it's hard. And we're about to be done. We could talk about Katie Couric's. I wish we had the audio. Katie Couric's gun documentary. Uh, well, it just basically shows that she's washed up and has been washed up and well, is still washed up. What do you mean she's on Yahoo News? I know. Big so, time. Yeah, she has made it. That's what they're saying now. She made she, it. She's Yahoo on Yahoo News. News. Therefore, she's made it. She has arrived in her journalistic career, but she did a documentary on guns, and it was a fair and balanced uh, middle ground documentary about guns and about gun ownership. And really, the thing that people are talking about 
First of all, you knew it wasn't going to be fair and balanced. You knew it wasn't going to be unbiased. Everybody knew that going in. But it's come out that in this documentary, she has selectively edited uh, the audio and the video to make it seem... Uh, she basically asked the question, and I'll paraphrase, but the question was basically, without background checks, how will we prevent criminals and terrorists from acquiring firearms? And then, in the documentary, you just hear nine seconds of silence paired with some eerie music that's like, oh, no, we didn't think of this. Oh, no. What, what are we going to do? It's a trick question. It was nine seconds of silence. Uh, but then it came out, there's an audio recording of the documentary interview in which they just meet. She The question's a little bit longer. They edited down the question for the documentary. The question's longer. And even when she's asking the question, she says, I know what your answer's going to be. Right. And then they give an answer. They say, oh, you know. There's three or four answers. There's three. There's, there's different people, and they each give an answer. And basically, I say, well, there's laws already on the books about um, preventing firearms from getting in the hands of criminals and terrorists and things like that. And we've, we're enforcing these laws, but the laws aren't perfect. They gave good answers. They gave answers. And the documentary was edited so that it looked like none of them had an answer for... Uh, Katie's question. It just goes to show that, that the measurement set out by South Park is correct. I didn't. Well, I don't know that one. You just have to look it up. South Park, Kurik. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a unit of measurement. How okay. Many quirks it is. Okay. Well, I'll look it up. But uh, anyways, it just it's a good example of how uh, the media doesn't know their bias. The biased media doesn't think about themselves being biased if this is their idea of an unbiased documentary I'd hate I'd hate for any of them to be honest and be like oh no we're coming at this from a liberal standpoint and then I mean what in the world would that look like I mean it wouldn't look too much different I guess but I mean it's it is what it is and we know it uh we know the bias exists yeah um well do you have any final thoughts no, I mean, final thoughts on this or overall? Just overall final thoughts. Uh, not really. I just, I'm a little bit disappointed. I think Peterson is somebody I could have voted for, possibly. Uh, and that's not going to be an option. So I'm disappointed that I'm going to have to do more research. Right. Uh, to find a candidate. Well, it is what it is. At least this time, I've, I thought about it. I think I tweeted this out when uh, Cruz dropped out. At least this is the first time that I actually go get to vote for somebody that I really believe in. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, mean, if I can find somebody, but uh, we might have to write him. I'll write Ted Cruz in if I if. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's, that's my default. I'm just gonna write Ted Cruz. If in. there's nobody else I can really get behind, I'll just write Ted Cruz in as well. So. Right. So that's my default. But yeah, uh, the fight goes on. You know, hey, we're still gonna be around whether whoever the president's gonna be. We've had Obama for eight years, and we still made it. Um, yeah. Did you have any uh, good tweets you wanted to... I, I really hadn't looked for tweets this week, I'll be honest with you. Well... Hadn't paid much attention. Maybe we'll do a breakfast out of tweets. Yeah, that'll be fun. Or we can do what I talked about before, um, talking about the Dennis Prager article on a breakfast yeah. episode. that'll be fun. That'll be good. I don't know when we'll be able to do a breakfast episode. I'm moving out of town, so the podcast might become more irregular. 
from here on out, but we'll have to see how it works out. Yeah, we're going to try to figure out how to... We, we did this one in a moving car. Yeah, which uh, we need to come up with a name for this type of episode. Uh, yeah. We don't have it. It's but, a mobile episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep working on that. But... Uh, like I said, we'll we'll we're gonna keep on chugging and get it get it worked out. Maybe we'll do some rem- we'll have to do some remotes, but yeah. it'll be all right. Um, but yeah, just uh, tweet us at news on the DL. You can email us news on the DL at gmail dot com. Do you have uh, a um, Facebook as Facebook. well? Facebook. I was gonna ask if you have next week headline. Uh, yeah. Do you? No, but uh, if you have one, I'll come up with one. I'm sure. All right, uh, Gary Johnson arrested for possession. Campaign goes up in smoke. No, that's a very good point. He admits to smoking on the campaign trail, smoking weed, smoking and driving. Well, he he just meant while his bus was driving. He 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 phrased it poorly. However, most states don't allow that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he admits to illegally smoking weed on the campaign trail. And like, what if he gets busted? Like, really? And then Hillary gets indicted, and Trump University Trump indictment. We might still have three indictments. That would be awesome in the general election cycle. That would be. Um, did you have any more to add to that headline? Or no. I'd have thought campaign goes up in smoke was a good one. That was good. I like it. Up in smoke. Um, so I'll stick with a libertarian theme. Um, be a little bit out of the box, but uh. And uh, it's going to go something like this. In disappointment over losing Libertarian Party ticket, John McAfee uh, murders dog fleas to please. <laughs> so there you have it. All right. Well, uh, this has been the mobile episode of News on the DL. Woo! My door is ajar. Well, that's it. Thank you so, for listening. Yeah, Thanks for tuning uh, in. Uh, questions, comments, uh, you can get us at all the regular places, Facebook, Twitter. Reach out on social uh, media, yeah. We don't have Instagram, but you know. Yeah, we could, but I don't know what we would take pictures of. Right. We could so, take pictures of us driving and talking. Right. We could have done that. Oh, well. Missed opportunity. It'll be all right. But until next time, uh, I've been Luke. I've been Drew. This is News on the DL. Thank you. Keep it classy.